Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Scott Mathis and Linda Askew, and they brought with them guachi music from the Tohono Autumn Nation. We recorded this in the middle of Clifftop Week at Keith McManus's tent down in the swamp. This interview meant a lot to me because, as some of you have probably put together by now, I'm often preoccupied with the issue of race and ownership inherent in traditional music. When is it appropriative? When is it healthy cultural exchange, etc.? As a white guy from Oregon, there's not a lot of traditional music that I have legitimate claim to, so I'm always nervous uh, about getting in trouble, (laughs) which is why Scott and Linda are so inspiring to me. They're two white folks who are tradition bearers for native music. They're doing a culturally delicate thing with an incredible amount of wisdom and respect and they seem to have found a way to participate and engage that's beneficial and consensual, most importantly, uh, when most people either clumsily just take what they want or stay segregated. Uh, That's a balance for me to aspire to as I make a name for myself playing music that I have very little claim to. But all cultural implications aside, this is thoroughly cheerful music, and just listening to it again as I edit is such a treat. It's really hard to earn cheerfulness these days. I think most people buck against it because it's not safe to let your guard down. Uh, My generation especially prefers to hide behind a few layers of irony at all times, but um, this music, this guachi music, is uh, so disarming. I love it. I'm really excited for you to hear it. Stick around after the interview for details on how to hear more Gawachi music, how to find Scott and Linda's stuff, and uh, how to support Get Up in the Cool. Let's get started. Here's my interview and jam with Scott Mathis and Linda Askew. Enjoy.
nice, very nice. <laughs> um, Scott Mathis and Linda Askew, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Thank you for asking us to be here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, what did we just play? We played a tune called Pinto Beans. Yeah. It comes from the playing of Elliot Johnson and Lester Babbages, who were part of a group called the Galachi Fiddlers from different parts of the Tohono O'odham Reservation, yeah. mostly around Cells, which is the capital, or Kababi, where Elliot lived. That where, tune probably where is that re reservation in Arizona? Yeah, southwest of Tucson. I mean, it's where it is, but like the the names that I would recognize, the colonial. <laughs> Sorry, you the, would know them as yeah. the Papagos. Yeah, but they really don't want to be called the Tohono O'odham. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, and and it's in Arizona. It's in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. They were the basket makers. They they wove those incredible baskets out of yucca and devil's claw, all of that. A lot of people think of them as that but we think of them about the music yeah how do they how did they start playing this music well this music this tune probably was saved because there was an orchestra that recorded probably in the mid 50s called the Ajo Orchestra mm. and a lot of the uh, tribe people went and, and played like every Sunday afternoon huh. or something like that and so they brought a lot of their traditional music and contemporary music in so there's kind cool. of a synthesis of, of things and that was how a lot of these tunes got saved Yeah, because each tribe would have a different sort of fiddle tradition and when, once they all got together pulled into cells and then this ama amazing repertoire happened but yeah. they didn't really name tunes much. We had to name a lot of these tunes uh -huh. so that we would know the difference in tunes. <laughs> yes. They just have melodies. Interesting. I mean, they, yeah, when, why, they, when they would start a tune, <laughs> when he started a tune, he wasn't really sure, and then they heard the tune would come. Yeah. yeah. So it was the tune. Really not. They never said what they were. That's, uh, as a banjo player, that's generally how I play too. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I don't know the names of any of these tunes. So I can relate to that. <laughs> Well, they had a very interesting duo fiddle style. Um, the earlier tunes, which these represent the old style yeah. with the duo fiddle style in there. And so the two of them, Lester and Elliot, were the two fiddle players yeah. they played. And it was very cool that we got an opportunity to hear them first at fiddle tunes and then be able to go out there. We went out there, I don't know, seven or eight times to learn from him yeah. learn from Elliot in particular so we were very lucky to get to do that so. he are they not sure around anymore? no, no he's gone he's he made gone sure we got him right yeah good we, we had to play him the next time yeah he'd say okay play that tune and yeah. he'd remember well let's play the let's play another one okay the banjo will have to tune to G now. okay Good tune to break. so I can't say anything interesting nothing too interesting <laughs> you could introduce the tune though this, uh, this tune is another tune from Tohono Autumn People, and uh, it's called Alioidak Polka, and Alioidak is a place, it's a little town, or they're not really towns, they're community. a little community near Kababi. We went through it, there's a trading post there. Mm. I have no idea how this tune got to be this. Mm. What, uh, what is a polka? I don't know what that means. It's a dance. Yeah, but like what uh, character, I, what, like musically, what's different about a polka than, uh, I don't know, hmm, something else. I don't know, musically. 
I mean, is it two four 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 that that thing? I don't know. Yeah. It's just a polka. I see. I, I'm so ignorant about what it means to yeah. polka yeah. or to play polka music that I don't yeah. even know what question to ask. Well, it's a good question because we're not playing a German polka here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're going to play a polka from the Tono Autumn Nation and their version of what they a polka is. Yeah. yeah. Just pretty up tempo. It's still in two two four or sometimes yeah. four four, but certainly how it came to them is from the Spanish influence. Yeah, the Spanish influence somewhere. Yeah. The dance, you know. Uh, yeah. Maximilian, his, his music came up the up from Mexico into Arizona and this way. The, the dances, the polka, the mazurka, mm-hmm. the two steps, always been around, I think. And now, was it the? Um, you said something about the Jesuits teaching like the yeah. natives. Yeah. Was that? For this tradition as well as for the like uh, the guachi tradition, or are those separate? So we're gonna play some of those tunes too, right? Well, this is the guachi session yep. part. We're, so we're oh, this guachi, oh my goodness! Yeah, here. we're in a guachi. So wait, moment. wait, wait. So the Tejano Odom yeah. is, is the guachi, guachi music yeah. exactly. For some reason, I thought they were two different things. This yeah. is this is why I'm interviewing you. Yeah. And there's the old time yeah. fiddle music. There's the Pascola music. Okay. There's the old time fiddlers, and there's chicken scratch. Oh, okay. That's how that covers like yeah. two centuries, right? Of so it's the communities to Tejano uh, Odom, yeah. and then this this is the fiddle music. Well, the reservation is the Tejano Odom reservation. Yes, and then we call these the Guachi fiddle tunes um, to identify them. To identify yes. them, yeah. Very good. So the really old the old time they're the old time fiddle tunes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do yeah. Cool. That I'm going to get to G. Okay. All right. See, that counted as something I interesting. Know, I know, I <laughs> know. And you stopped. You <laughs> stopped. All right. All right. Okay, we'll here's the Ali Oidak Polka. In the key of G.
we changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that part. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. You like that A part. Uh, what was what's that name of that again? Ali Oidak. Yeah. Yeah. It's the name of a town. The town, yeah. yeah. Very good. Ali Odek. Ali Odek. Ali Odek. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, um, let's let's say this first. How did you meet? Over a waltz. Yep. Over a waltz. I was playing... Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with a band called the Adobe Brothers at the press club in Albuquerque. I was sitting at... Well, I think this is when I was the fourth Adobe. Yeah. And Linda and Kathy? Yeah, our, my friends came and came, came to listen. Because we know um, the band. And like the waltz came, and I said, you know, I think I'll ask that woman to dance. And he did. And I got her phone number, and <laughs> then I went to Fiddle Tunes, and on the way back I called you from Cuba, New Mexico, and That's we right. decided to go on a backpacking trip. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> One way to find out quick. Yeah. <laughs> Then we had cheesecake in the hot springs. And, oh. and then we started playing music. That's it. Yeah. So here we are. Very good. So how did you how did you two start playing this tradition and other uh-huh. like traditional southwestern music? Yeah, did you start there? Well, I think one thing to think about is how many people have collected music from the old-time fiddlers in their region? You know, and right. everybody has, particularly in Appalachia. You know, yes. a lot of the old-time fiddlers were collected, and people yeah. went and recorded them and listened, and we play all those tunes. Well, we live in New Mexico, so yeah. we started thinking, well, who are our old-time fiddlers? And there there are some Appalachian-style yes. old-time fiddlers and Texas fiddlers, but there's also a whole lot of New Mexico Hispanics in northern New Mexico, mm. and we got interested in that, which is where we're going to go next, play a couple of those tunes, but... Then we found out about uh, the Guachi fiddlers, and they were going to be in fiddle tunes, and we went to listen, and it's like, well, we'll be going right over there and yeah. doing that. And so we did. Right on. We went with uh, Ken Kepler and Jeannie McCleary um, a number of times and, and uh, did record a CD um, of the music that they had not previously recorded mm. just to preserve it. So that was a Bayou CD, but yeah. it was really all about Elliot and the tunes that they hadn't recorded. Yeah. So. Now, are the, were they kind of... How many people are playing this music? We don't know. We don't know. More than ever. A lot of people on the West Coast, people yeah. here at Philippines. More than you would think. Yeah. I mean, people hunt us down here to play it. And it sounds like there's already a Guachi session in the works. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Are, how many of... Uh, how many of the people who play this music are um, native. Are native, yeah. That's hard to say too, because the reservation is so spread out. Yeah. Probably more than we think, but we don't think there's very many. Yeah. We do hear the you know the modern day version is Chicken Scratch, which comes with yes. the saxophones and electric guitars and yeah. all of that. And we hear these tunes in their music a lot. But it's just not the double fiddle do you mean style. Like, right. Do you mean like the vocabulary of the tunes, or you mean these specific melodies you Some hear of them the are specific scratch? tunes. It's cool. And then other tunes. Yeah. More Spanish-influenced tunes that they play. Gotcha. But. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My, the first, actually the first New Mexico music I ever heard was from Jenny Vincent. Jenny Vincent collected all the WPA music from around that time. I mean, the government paid for 
her to transcribe a lot of melodies. So yeah. Hearing her album was really, and knowing she had a mandolin player was the first thing that pulled me in. Yeah. She. I, I met her, and then like everything else just came after that. She came out to New Mexico from New York, I think it was, mm-hmm. with her husband, who was hired by D.H. Lawrence on the D.H. Lawrence Ranch. Yeah. And she taught school up in Pinasco, which was all Hispanic. And during those years, you were not supposed to speak Spanish in school. So her way to get around it yeah. was she taught them to sing. Yeah. Hmm. So they sang all these tunes and played all these tunes yeah. in Spanish, and cool. she got away with it. Cool. <laughs> she played them on the piano key accordion. Yeah. She was, a, she was great. She a was a wonderful great. woman. Yeah. Very generous with her music. Just but this is not one of her tunes. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe not. But yeah. Yeah. She counts in the whole thing. Very good. Yeah. But a, another person we learned from was Cleophas Sortiz in northern New Mexico, Bernal, New Mexico. And he used to play for the dances in Las Vegas, New Mexico. And he was also what a chili farmer and a blue he grew blue corn. And a stonemason. He was a stonemason up in northern New Mexico and these next couple tunes come from him. Okay, so Valse de los Paños. Which is the Waltz of the Handkerchiefs, which is a dance. work with the handkerchiefs do they have actual handkerchiefs yeah what do yeah. they do with them well you know every tradition has its form of dance which is pretty interesting and in those early 1800 1850 times 
you know, the grandmothers were there and nobody was supposed to touch and it was very, uh. you know, people couldn't really court the same way they had to court through the community dance. And so people would come, so they used handkerchiefs to be proper and it'd be three people and they would each, there'd be a person in the middle and they would be in a row and they would hold their handkerchiefs. Yeah. And the dance, the first part of the dance, they would go under the under one they would turn and go under one side and around behind the middle person and then the other person on the left side would go under the other handkerchief arch that they would hold up and around Hmm. and then they would and then the b part of the tune they would go forward and back you know so there'd be you know it's just a beautiful dance we've so the idea it. with the handkerchief is they can't touch each other. Well, that's sort of the idea. They're linked by the. They're yeah, linked by the handkerchief. Of course, there's culturally, other dances they yeah. could, but and culturally in that particular one, they use the handkerchiefs. Is that like? It's like pretty a Catholic influence, or is that mm. also in the native? Like, well, it's northern New Mexico, so it's the Hispanic tradition yeah. way yeah. back. But I think it happened in many traditions. I mean, I think yeah. even in England, the proper English dances yeah. have a lot of. You know, you have to wear your handkerchief. You have to wear your glove. You have your hands are right. gloved, way back. So it kind of was that era of time, and right. it happened in lots of places. So it's, it's kind not of like funny. That here. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was real okay. rowdy last night at the square dance. Yeah. People were touching a lot. Yeah, they were touching, <laughs> touching a lot. Yeah, nothing like nice. that. No, no grandmothers looking no, over no the crowd and protecting the granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's next on the list? Uh, it's, it's another Cleophas Ortiz tune called Mi Suegra Aprieta Mis Botas, which means my mother-in-law tightened my bootstrap. Very good. Yeah. Use but your imagination on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Number of meanings. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> no more beer. I mean, mother-in-law. Yeah. And this is a polka. Northern New Mexico polka.
remember. Do we have one more tune left, and is it yours, two. or is there another two? What's the other one? Is it uh, another G tune? No, the last no, one is Pokedex Raffle. That's G. Pokedex Raffle. Okay, is G. Cool, one cool, more cool, G. Cool. See okay. where you are. I'm just trying to make sure I'm keeping track and not saying yeah, goodbye yeah. too early. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. And, and I also want us to go longer than this, so that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> okay. Whatever you had to do. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, what other traditions do you play? Because um, I think you said you didn't start doing. You went to fiddle tunes, and this isn't your first time at Clifftop. Do you all play Appalachian music as yep. well? Yeah. Very good. And Cajun. Cajun music, very blues. good. Play the blues. I know rock you and roll. play rock and roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. And Italian. We we Italian. actually learned a lot of music from some Italian folks who lived in up in Rio Rancho just above Albuquerque yeah we were in a band called the Pasta Tones which was pretty cool Pasta Tones yeah <laughs> so we learned a lot of that I mean of course it's mandolin music you know so yeah it's perfect and we play in a community band in Albuquerque that plays in Old Town which is the plaza and we play music from that might have been played at Old Town a hundred years ago oh very good before the mariachis and, and all that so this is more Hispanic it's all in Spanish yeah. That band's called La Rondaya de Albuquerque. It's a community-based band, and so it's a eclectic group of musicians. Cool. And it's been cool. very fun to sit with some of those folks. So, a little bit of music from Madagascar. Oh, very good. Um, you know, stuff. All, music around the fiddle, all traditional music. Yeah, really, that was the cool thing about the fiddle is that yeah. you can kind of take it anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and learning from people who who were there, you know. Yeah. We have these Italians, you know, we have the whole Hispanic tradition. Yeah. We have, you know, and it's amazing to play that old Spanish music because you yeah. sit there and play it and you look at it, your audience, and half of them are in tears because they go, they they're, they, remember. They, they remember. And yeah. it's not what they get to hear on the radio now. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. So I guess I'm curious, like, you know, in today's, like, kind of political climate, uh, <laughs> when people talk about people have very specific and sometimes kind of precious feelings about um, people playing music from cultures that they don't necessarily have you know uh, good question they don't have um, uh, heritage to you know um, mm -hmm. and so uh, I'm assuming you guys don't have, have any heritage uh, of Spanish heritage Spanish heritage or, or yeah well you never know about the Indian part because right, a lot right. of people are getting their DNA yeah. done and finding yeah. out they really do right? yeah. yeah I guess I'm curious what do you see as like your your roles in like this music and um, like uh, I know that you've been like teaching some mm -hmm. um, to to some native kids sure and um, like mm -hmm. what is what has that been like like interfacing with like that community and like sharing in their music like has it been tense has it been open like what's that like it's, it's wonderful because you go and you respect their music and you you do you don't drink on the reservation yeah you, you do all the things and they take you in and then pretty soon they see that you're helping their traditional line there's no there's very little jealousy involved unless there's money yes yeah. so yeah it's just music yeah. One of my first memories was when we'd go out to Elliot's house and they had a ramada, which was made out of Okatia cactus, which becomes fence posts. And uh, 
when the monsoons come, they they root and bloom. So they're like a blooming fence. It's pretty cool. But we're in that's their beautiful. little ramada area that's portioned off with these ocotillo fences and and they're just, just to clarify, like these you said it's a cactus, but when you showed me a picture, it's sort of like a long It's a yeah, long thin, thin, thin and so skinny. It, it kinda pole. looks like a like a fence of like reeds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah. that. But, like little pole, but a little but it's tiny. a cactus. It's a yeah. cactus. Yeah. It yeah. is definitely okay. a cactus. So so we would sit back there and learn from Elliot, and I was learning to play the guitar, those guitar chords, and it was interesting to watch the little kids come up and who would get a guitar out, or the younger folks, and they were watching me for the chords to their grandfather's music. Yeah. So there's this, it's like this funnel, you know, you sort of become the, the link, almost, between... Yeah. Just just like happened in many places, you know, people right. put their fiddles away and our generation started finding them in people's attics, you know. Well, yeah. out, out there, they found it through us. So they found their old heritage music yeah. through us. We're so. kind of the ones that keep other people's traditions alive. Yeah. Yeah. By respecting them and learning. And in La Orandaya, they're they're just grateful. I think they just love sharing it you know yeah. they just love having us there because they can really share the music their their versions of their tunes so it's pretty fun it's kind of like not ever being a tourist yes yeah <laughs> just there just there i had an experience recently when i was teaching a uh, a young black woman how to uh sing a curtis mayfield song wow and uh it was very it was very strange because like for for me because I was like I'm tell I'm like teaching her like about like his his phrasing and like how he sings so drastically behind the beat you uh. know and trying to help her with this and like I transcribed it for her and I was like here's like his exact rhythms you know and like and it was like kind of strange because I had this sort of like um, I, I think especially in this generation there's like a lot of people are kind of walking on eggshells which I think is good but like mm -hmm. it's it was like sort of like this feels kind of strange that I'm teaching this yeah. like um, <laughs> this black girl about black music when she really just wants to sing um, what's it called uh, One Direction like that's what she likes you uh, know she likes that like boy band stuff you know uh, <laughs> like that's, yeah. yeah yeah and uh, yeah it was it was interesting because I was like it's totally fine that she likes that music but it was like strange that I was in a position to like, you know, teach her about R&B, and I'm not even like, I was, and I don't even know if I know enough about it to respect it, other than I just fell in love with Curtis Mayfield and yeah. like these. That's a very similar situation. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, except for I didn't ask anyone's permission, I guess, you know. <laughs> or, but who would you ask? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's pop music, so you know. <laughs> but yeah. Curtis Mayfield's a great choice, though. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, I, these are like the questions you know we ask. Like I think, especially as like white folks, like trying to trying to hold on to traditions and uh, yeah. trying to connect with other mm -hmm. people. Um, and it's like a, it's kind of delicate, um, but it's really heartening to hear that like your experience has been so positive. Mm -hmm. 
it. Well, there's a few glitches, but yeah. it just, just people with differences in people. Yes. You know, there's some jealousy yeah. that pops up because you're doing this for this family or you're not doing this. Right. But it is a normal human thing. You have to pay attention. Right. Well, it well, seems like it's more maybe relational as opposed to political. Exactly. Oh, which it's is exactly like what it is. good tension. It's, it's all good relational. To have relational tension. That's yeah. what exactly. relating is. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you know, you're, we're approaching it as learners, you yeah. know, because we're not learning the music only, we're learning the culture and the tradition. Yeah. So we go learn from the Italians, we had to eat every time, you know, and the two, the two, <laughs> oh, women, no. two women in the band, you know, complete, competed with each one had the best sauce, you know, and it's like, oh, mine's better than hers. And so you have to... Could you tell the difference? Yeah, well, yeah, they, one was a green sauce and the other was a red sauce, but they were, they were pretty fun to, you know, to watch all of that. So you, you're there as a learner and yeah. you really become absorbed in the culture. And yeah. so, and I think when they see you getting that, yeah. it means a lot to them, you know, and they, they don't expect you to be able to pronounce the Spanish correctly. Or right. For me, it's playing the rhythms exactly right, because there's some very unique rhythms in all that Spanish yeah. music, you know, it's very different. And so you just, you know, you just do what you can and keep, keep being a learner. It all works. Um, got a couple left. What are we playing next? We're going to play Polka de Rafa. Tune I wrote. Yeah. For? For Paringale's son, Raphael. Wonderful. The kind of, kind of congeals all of the stuff we've been playing and uh, this tune. It was a summary of experiences with Cleophas and, and Paul and Paul's son being born. Yeah. yeah. All right. And playing at the Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in San With Cleo. Polka de Rafa.
Cool tune. Good tune, Scott. Nice. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Very good yeah. tune. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what? this is normally the part of the show where uh, I ask like what you want to what you want to plug or promote, but it seems like what you guys really want to talk about. Um, you have a couple CDs, right? We have some CDs. You have some CDs, um, but you also really just want people to play this music yes. and learn it. Where, where are some like good resources for learning this music? How do people learn it, other than listening to this podcast? Uh, the Guachi tunes are hard to find. You know, it's listening to this podcast, and there are people playing them, but um, I don't know that I there's a source anymore. I think you can still anymore. get uh, volume two of the Guachi Fiddlers on Canyon Records. Ah, very good. I don't know. They they they, they upgraded the cassette yeah. and remastered it, and that was available for a while. And I I think they rename. I think Canyon Records has a new name, but I don't know what it is. So, so searching it, you should, you should be able to find that though. Are those WPA transcriptions still available? Can you find those, or are they just gone? Jenny Vincent had some books, but I think. Well, her I mean, son has them, and he's in Peru. So. Yeah. I think if you have really great interest in this stuff, email me at mandowork at msn.com. Great. I can send you stuff. Yeah. I can mail you stuff. And the Guachi Fiddletons have been transcribed by... John. Um, John. John. But I'm not sure what his last name is. Okay. <laughs> the guy who was playing the Mandalorian up there. Oh, very good. He transcribed all Yeah, them. maybe I'll get They're all on the website. Very good. And he sent them to us for approval. So Very it's, cool. Yeah, it's Guachi, G-U-I-C-H-I, I think yeah. is how it's spelled if you Google it. Yeah. You should be able to find his transcriptions yeah. anyway. And Cleo's tunes, you know, the northern New Mexico stuff, again, calls, email Scott. And yeah. It's out and about, too. Yeah. So. And uh, you also have some CDs for sale we that do. people can get? We do have CDs. Download. Yeah, but they would have... Uh, a couple of these tunes plus others. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we recorded some with the Sandia Hots, which we don't play with anymore, but um, we have those. And the Soda Rock Ramblers, which is with Larry Edelman and David Kahn. And, um, are those online or do we just need to contact you for them? Yeah. You need to contact Great. us. And then some are on if the Body Seco CDs, yeah. Email, email that yeah. man man do work man do work at MSN yeah, yeah. dot com yeah. very cool yeah well we got one more tune left yeah the shoots are losing yeah so did you asked a question earlier about what all what all traditions we played I think we at least for me I started with all the Appalachian fiddle tunes so yes right. and this one represents that except that it's a modern new tune that Scott wrote all about the Deschutes River, sort of. Deschutes River adventure. Yeah. The Deschutes River and the brewery. That's <laughs> called, a good brewery. Called Deschutes so or Lucette. Yeah. Oh, now we're in C. Okay, Deschutes or Lucette.
you want to hear more Guachi music, Guachi Fiddler's Old Time Autumn Fiddle Music, the album, is still available on Canyon Records, and I included a link if you want to buy a CD or cassette. They offer cassettes. Um, if you want any of Scott and Linda's music, you should contact Scott at mandowork at msn.com, or mandowork, as he said. I didn't put it together that it's also mandowork. Very clever, Scott. I didn't get that until I wrote it down. <laughs> That's uh, mandowork or mandowork at msn.com. Contact him and uh, ask him what's the best way to get uh, his and Linda's music. If you like the show and want me to keep making it, regularly and enthusiastically please consider supporting get up in the cool on patreon just go to camerondewitt.com click the patreon button then select a level that works for you there are rewards like on-air shout outs mp3 downloads online banjo workshops and weekly bonus tracks for this week's bonus track we play wish i had my time again classic uh you got to hear it. If you sign up for the weekly MP3 downloads, you'll get access to the ever-expanding Get Up in the Cool Tune Archive. It's over 20 hours at this point, so yeah, great rewards, but the real reward is knowing that you helped keep the show on the air, so to speak. Special thanks to Mark Waldenberg, Get Up in the Cool's newest patron. Your support means a lot to me, Mark. Thank you so much. If anyone's interested in banjo lessons, I teach Skype banjo lessons. So hit me up on Facebook or the contact form on my website if you're interested, especially if you want to play more melodies with more freedom and confidence and unlock the shapes up the neck. I usually do Saturday afternoons, and you would be a lovely addition to my teaching schedule. That's all for now. And uh, for the rest of the calendar year, I'm going to rebroadcast a few older episodes, but... I'm not releasing any new interviews until January 17th. I need to take a break. I haven't since Clifftop. How can you miss me if I don't leave? Anyway, it's time to choose the tracks for the 2017 Best of CD, and I could use your help. I think I'll put a poll up in the Get Up in the Cool Facebook group, so make sure to join that group so you can weigh in. I'm talking about the Facebook group, not the Facebook page. Um, I'll put links to that and everything I mentioned in the show notes on my website, on the app you're using to listen to this, and uh, this episode's Facebook post. So just tap around, as usual, until you've liked and subscribed to everything and bought all of my guest stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening, friends. Come back next year to get up in the cool. <laughs>